Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 517. Today's show is sponsored by Amazon Pharmacy. As part of our Art of Living author interview series, our guest today is Mark Greeny. The Not Old Better Show audience will know Mark Greeny well from his work in Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan universe or his best-selling Gray Man series. And this week, a brand new Gray Man book titled Relentless is on sale, and Relentless is a huge hit already. Relentless features the Gray Man, and it's great to see Court Gentry, the Gray Man, back in action. This book has many twists and turns, and the plot is complex but rewarding. All this is to say that this is a readable thriller, and you'll be on the edge of your seat just like I was. I love the Gray Man series by Mark Greeny. Our guest today, of course, is Mark Greeny, New York Times bestselling author, first published The Gray Man in 2009, and it became a national bestseller and a highly sought-after Hollywood property. Now, there are 10 novels in the New York Times bestselling Gray Man series, including Relentless. Netflix is developing the film adaptation for the series debut, The Gray Man. Mark Greeny is also the number one New York Times bestselling author and co-author of seven Tom Clancy novels, including his most recent Tom Clancy, True Faith and Allegiance. Mark Greeny collaborated with Tom Clancy on three Jack Ryan novels before Tom Clancy's death in 2013. Red Metal, a military thriller written by Mark Greeny and Lieutenant Colonel Hunter R. Rawlings, USMC, became a New York Times bestseller in 2009. It's one of my favorites, too. Mark's books are published in several languages and are also available on audiobooks. In research for his novels, Mark Greeny travels to dozens of countries. He visits the Pentagon often. He visits military bases and embassies and trains alongside military and law enforcement. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show, the author interview series, New York Times bestselling author of The Gray Man and his latest Gray Man series, relentless author, Mark Greeny. Mark Greeny, welcome back to the program. Thanks for having me, Paul. I appreciate it. Well, it's so great to talk to you. I've said this before to you, and I'll gush for a moment. I'm a huge fan. I I love all your books, and Relentless is just excellent. We're going to get into that in just a minute. By the way, thank you for sending it. And and also, by the way, I hope you're doing well, your family, and everybody's safe and healthy and practicing smart social distancing, all the right things. Yeah, uh, some somehow we've made it through this so far, and everybody's uh, stayed good and healthy. We've had a bunch of crazy weather down here where I live in Memphis, but we're back up to 60-degree days, so um, it feels like the worst might have passed. I don't know. Yeah, well, hope the worst has passed. I'm, I'm uh, glad to hear that. Uh, my best to you and your family, and and. I guess you know. Congratulations too, to a certain extent, on on a on a wonderful 2020. In, in some ways, you know, you've you got you know kind of new family. I understand you've got Netflix yeah. coming at you, uh, yeah, and uh, all of these really great things. So um, maybe maybe I'll just ask a quick question about the Netflix uh, the movie. Where, where do things stand? Are we are we in the process of filming now, or are things kind of you know, coming together? Do you have dates? You know, will the film be based on a book or the gray man or just all of that maybe just give us a brief update? on. <laughs> yeah. So Netflix, um, uh, sort of locked themselves in with the Russo brothers who are directing and wrote the uh, screenplay for it with Ryan Gosling, the star 
and Chris Evans to play the villain. And this is uh, this is a adaptation of the of the first book, which is simply called The Gray Man. Where Relentless is book ten, so this goes all the way back to book one. And uh, they begin filming March first, which is just next week from from when you and I are recording this. And uh, I don't know when it will be out. I think they're supposed to film into May, um, both here in L.A. and abroad. But um, I expect it to be out sometime next year. I'm 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 not closely attached to the film. I, I'm friendly with the Russo brothers, and they had me come out to California when they were working on the script and spend some time with them. And I trust them implicitly. I know they're going to do an awesome job and. The cast obviously is very exciting to me too, but I'm, it's just funny as the author, I'm like, I'm nose down into (laughs) my next book right now. (laughs) And and people ask me about the Netflix thing and, you know, who's going to play this role and who's going to play that role. And I'm, I'm trying to keep characters in my head for uh, book 11 (laughs) right now. Well, maybe as it should be, you know, and, and, uh, let those guys, uh, do their work and you do such great work and it'll all come together and, and it's really exciting. So, um, you know, as I say, selfishly, I'd uh, love to talk to you maybe once the movie comes out and we'll, yeah. we'll just uh, we'll, we'll just really get uh, everybody's heart beating for that, too, right now. But let's let's talk about Relentless because that's uh, that's out now. Uh, you've shared it with me. I've read it. I, I love it. As I say, I, I just am such a huge fan. But Court Gentry's back. He's in tough shape, but he's he's got another mission in front of him. There's tons of great action, returning characters of Zack and Zoya and all these wonderful locations that, that you always share in your books. But maybe just give us a snapshot of the plot. I, I love Zoya, Zakharova, <laughs> and her relationship with Court. But uh, just tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on here with Relentless. Sure. First, um, the hero of the entire series is named Court Gentry, as you said, and he's a former CIA paramilitary officer who uh, at, at different points in the series has had different role, roles. He was a freelance assassin at, at one point, but um, he's a guy with a moral compass and you know a moral code and only was accepting missions that he felt were righteous. Um, and then now, here we are in book 10, and he's back with the CIA in sort of a contract capacity. And the book opens on page one. Court is in a hospital bed and he's injured from uh, something that happened to him uh, in the previous book. And he's absolutely not ready to go back into the field. But the deputy director of operations comes into his into his little ward and and yanks him out of bed and has to throw him back into the field because there's this big mystery of missing intelligence officials from different intelligence agencies around the world, not just not just the CIA and the NSA, but also Mossad and MI6. Um, so Court is thrown into the field, and it's his job to kind of help unravel this international conspiracy. Which uh, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but it's mm-hmm, it's a mm-hmm. it's it's a big sort of sweeping story with. Tons of uh, espionage and intrigue, uh, shifting alliances, double crosses, triple crosses, and all that all that kind of stuff, as well as a lot of action. Yeah, you talk about Court's, uh, Court Gentry's moral compass. I, yeah, I just have always found him to have, just have so much humanity. But, but he's a little different here. He's changed. Maybe he has a little bit uh, deeper character, perhaps, in, in Relentless. He's not at 100%. But for those of us who have read 
uh, the entire series. It's kind of a new wrinkle to court in, in The Gray Man and Relentless. And that moral compass seems to be something that is part of you, too, I imagine. But what, what gives you this kind of this insight into, you know, court's humanity and his moral compass? Why is that important? Well, I don't know. I think about it a lot. And I think about his... Uh for some reason i'm in i'm more interested in vulnerabilities than in mm-hmm. than than in assets mm-hmm. in a character if that makes sense and mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. i've never from the beginning i've never envisioned him as this steely-eyed square-jawed you know killing machine tough guy mm-hmm. I, he's he, he's a guy who's doing this because uh yeah he's got all this training but also he deeply believes in what he's doing. And in this, this book, there's, there, there's a couple of wrinkles, as you said, one of them is that he has to manage, um, a a medical condition while this is going on. Uh, and there's all the action, you know, like I said before, there's assassins and spies and mercenaries and terrorists and freedom fighters and weaponized drones and all that, that you would get from a gray man novel. But at the same time, he has to sort of wisely uh, manage uh, what he does because of his physical condition. And um, that's a vulnerability that I hadn't really explored before. And I don't see it a lot. And I just don't want all the threats to my hero to be, you know, bullets whizzing by his head. I, I, I want there to be other threats. And the other wrinkle in this story is, he sees his. He has this mission from the CIA that involves, you know, unraveling this conspiracy. But he sees his mission as protecting the the woman who he loves, Zoya, who you mentioned, and um, he loves her and he wants to protect her, and she does not want his protection. <laughs> she <laughs> she's more annoyed. I, mean, I she loves him. She loves him as well, but she let's say she she bristles whenever. Uh, he tries to sort of wear the pants and make the, <laughs> make the decisions because she's, uh, you know, she's a former, uh, Russian foreign intelligence officer burned by her, uh, organization, just like court was burned by his. So there's kind of this juxtapositioning or there's similarities and differences in their, in their assets and their vulnerabilities. And I think it, it, it makes an interesting relationship. It does. It's such a wonderful element of the, uh, the Gray Band series, and you talk about all the action. Um, you're also known for locations and and travel and all of the amazing in-depth research that you do. I looked at your Facebook page from a while ago, and you have had these wonderful, you know, just exciting uh, actual travel adventures. So how did COVID, you know, just the, you know, the subject du jour, but how did, how did COVID impact your travel, your research, go into all these places, particularly Berlin, because that's a, that's kind of an interesting element in the story. And then, and then from, you know, history and, and previous books, Red Metal had lots of German uh, right. elements. That was, that was a lovely book too. I just really enjoyed oh, that. Thank you. Of, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is my 10th gray man as, as we keep saying, but it's actually my 20th published novel because uh, I, I did seven books with and then for the Tom Clancy uh, estate. And um, I did this book, Red Metal, with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Hunter Ripley Rawlings. And uh, I was the ghostwriter on a couple of books. So uh, out of all those books, there's this was only the second one I didn't do any location research for whatsoever. I, uh, back in 2016, I was doing a book called Gunmetal gray and i had to have an ankle surgery i'd, I'd already booked tickets to vietnam and to mm. thailand mm. 
and I uh, had to have a surgery on my ankle. So I, I wrote that book from my couch. So I knew it, I knew it could be done. Um, <laughs> it's definitely not optimal. I got really, really lucky with this plot because the plot was already, the book was already started and COVID happened. And I said, well, you know, I, I won't get to Berlin until May now or June or July, you know, and eventually the book was due. And, and little did I know that here we are in February of the following year and I still couldn't get into Berlin um, because of restrictions. But fortunately for me, I lived in Cologne, Germany for a, a little while, a long time ago. And I've been to Berlin probably 10 or 12 times in my life. I've stayed a week there researching a Tom Clancy novel, Command Authority, and um, and have just been there as a tourist. And uh, as you said, wrote a lot about Germany uh, a few years ago with Red Metal. I was in Dresden and, and Munich for that. And so I just sort of channeled what I knew about Germany. And I've been going to Germany since uh, first time I went to Germany was 1985. So um, I've, I've been there a, a bunch of times. And Berlin is just such a perfect location for a, a Cold War feel type of a spy novel, you know, with a, with a ton of intrigue. And I, I just drew upon what I knew about Germany and about Berlin. And obviously, I did the research that I needed to do. And gosh, every, every good Cold War spy novel that I've ever read, you know, <laughs> part of it takes place in Berlin. So so I if, if the, I had planned this book to take place in Tokyo or something like that, I would have been in serious, serious trouble by mid spring when it's too late to, you know, change anything. And you just sort of have to, you know, channel it out of thin air. But I, I really do benefit from the location research. Um, and I, I so I, in, in a way I did location research, just not specifically for the novel. I was able to draw on that. Hi, it's Paul. I want to share a quick message from today's sponsor, Amazon Pharmacy. You know, many of us in the Not Old Better Show audience are taking multiple medications to stay healthy and vital. Amazon Pharmacy gives you a great sense of relief because you don't have to consider the ordering, the waiting in line, the delivery of your important prescription medications because they come directly to your door. It is super easy. You can have your doctor's office send your next prescription straight to Amazon Pharmacy. Then Amazon Pharmacy sorts out your meds by day and time for your ease of digestion and consumption. And any other pharmacy items like inhalers, etc., are available there at Amazon Pharmacy too. You can use your insurance. Amazon Pharmacy works with most nationwide insurance plans. Amazon Prime members get free two-day delivery and save on prescription medication when paying without insurance. Through my existing Amazon Prime account, I signed up for Amazon Pharmacy, which, of course, was very easy, simple, yet thorough, because they asked me about any health issues, what I might be allergic to, any vitamins I take, etc., etc., and then Amazon Pharmacy reached out to my primary care physician to coordinate all of that. You know, I shop on Amazon all the time, and I love the Amazon system, how easy it is to use. There's plenty of delivery options. They always give me updates as to where my delivery is in terms of tracking. You know, I'm just familiar with Amazon, and now I'm getting familiar with Amazon Pharmacy. It's just that I cherish and value the option of not waiting in line at the pharmacy. This is just plain safer for us right now and in the future. One less errand to run and the medications arrive safely right at our doorstep 
I even use my flexible spending account, my HSA, my health savings account when purchasing, and I get even greater savings. Amazon Prime members can save on prescription medications when not using insurance and get free two-day delivery. Learn more at Amazon.com slash not old better. We're going to have all of this in the show notes, but that's Amazon, A-M-A-Z-O-N dot com slash not old better. Amazon.com slash not old better. And now back to our interview with New York Times bestselling author, Mark Greeny. We will hear more about Mark's new book, Relentless, which is out now, where Mark does his best research and what's next for The Gray Man. You're going to love this. Stay tuned. We are with Mark Greeny, the New York Times best-selling author, author of the new book, Relentless. We're talking about Relentless today with Mark Greeny. Mark, it's, it's uh, always so great to talk to you. I, I have kind of a, a question a little bit about, about you. What, what did you learn uh, when writing Relentless, maybe either about yourself or the characters and their kind of various arcs and directions? And what did you learn about spy versus spy technology? Because that's always very cool in your books and espionage. But, but tell us, where do you pull some of these ideas from? Well, this book was really fact. You know, like I think people think that authors, you know, just start one day and say, okay, it's time to write book 10. <laughs> and what am I going to write about? And then write it. And that's not how it is, except for this book. That's exactly how it was. <laughs> I, I did not have um, a plan for book 10 um, when I finished book nine. And I just was pulling in a lot of da- data, you know, reading a lot of stuff, trying to find something that looked exciting enough that was different enough. Um, that's becomes the tougher thing as you, as you've written, you know, more and more books, um, to, to do something that you have, you, you haven't done before. And that's super important for me. And I tell myself, I will never write the same thing twice. Um, and so I was just doing research, just reading some dry kind of intelligence documents or publications that I, I get. And I just saw a thing that the United States has a, an agreement with the United Arab Emirates that we do not collect intelligence upon the UAE because we they're an ally of ours and we stood up their intelligence agency and sort of part of our deal with them is they're our, you know, a strong ally in the Middle East where we need strong allies and in return we don't spy on them. Hmm. Um, that offici- so factually, offici- uh, yeah, factually, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Oh, okay. o- officially, anyhow, I mean, I don't. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. But it seems to be true. Um, I-, I saw that, and you know, as, an, as a, a thriller author or any fiction author, you, the question "What if?" you know is, is important to you. So I started thinking, well, what if that came back and bit us in the rear end? You know, the, because it seems like it could. So I started researching the UAE a little bit more, and they are an ally of ours, but but it in some regions and in some subjects were definitely not allied and they're fighting a war in Yemen uh against uh or proxies uh, Iranian proxies and I started looking into that war a little bit and I saw that um the United Arab Emirates was actually has actually hired American mercenaries to do targeted killings in Yemen and so that's represented in the book as well that's that's a true thing that is happening it's like former US Green Berets are not just fighting in the war in Yemen, but, you know, going on uh, direct action missions to kill, you know, political leaders or, or whatever. So that was interesting to me. It's kind of a gray area. And you ask what I've learned. It's like I, I really didn't I didn't think that um, 
the, the, the that would be legal, but there's sort of a gray area to where it is legal because uh, they're an ally of ours. So I learned about that. And then there's also the UAE ha has this program called Project Raven, where they hired intelligence officers from all around the world, from the Mossad and from the U.S. and all that, and did a kind of a, a cyber spy um, intelligence um, operation. It was a private company, but it was working directly for, for the UAE. And they were spying on uh, Westerners um, who were enemies to the UAE or the UAE thought they were enemies. And so some Americans who'd worked for NSA found themselves spying on the telephones of, of U.S. citizens and then blew the whistle on it. But, um, you know, that was very interesting to me that the UAE, you know, starts this company when that's also represented in the book. So all these things that are represented in the book are variations on, you know, real events. And it's so funny, the book's, you know, been out a very short time, but I'm getting all these emails from people who study national security and they think that I didn't know this stuff. So they're like going like, oh, my gosh, this scene in, in Yemen with the mercenaries, you know, look at this article. This thing happened in mm -hmm. 2017, mm -hmm. whatever. I'm like, well, I did not just make that up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. A heck of a coincidence. But um, yeah, so I, I learned a lot writing this book. And, and a lot of it had to do with, you know, just the politics of, of where we are in the Middle East and, and, the, and our relationships with people that we consider allies. I, I just can't recommend it enough to my audience. I, I just uh, enjoyed it. I'm a huge fan. And so these interviews with you are always a thrill for me. I just I really get a kick out of it, a big charge out of it. But let me ask you something on behalf of my audience who, who might be very excited about thrillers and spy novels. They can learn a lot of this stuff, too. What do you think? Can we jump in here with Relentless as kind of our first uh, Mark Greeny book, or should we start at book one, especially in anticipation of the Netflix movie? I just think the, the Gray Man books overall are just so fresh and exciting. seems like we might be able to just jump in here with Relentless and go back and pick up the others too. What do you think? Absolutely you can, and that's mm -hmm. that's by design. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a reader first and foremost. <laughs> I've been reading a lot longer than I've been writing, and um, <laughs> gosh, I've picked up books before and they're part of a series, and you're like, what is going on? Or why are they telling me about this thing that happened before? Is it relevant now? I don't really understand it. So it's it's always been my intention that every book is a standalone novel, even though there's a longer story arc. As you said, the character has matured and changed and that his role has changed here and there. Um, and, and other characters have come in and out of the series. So there is a larger story arc if you do read the, them all, which I hope someone would do. But I, I love the fact that you can pick up book six and then you can pick up book 10 and then you can pick up book two. And they're all individual stories. If, if you pick up Relentless and you don't know the first thing about the Gray Man series, on page one, you see who's who and what's what, and you're thrown right into the action. And, um, you know, I, I try to, as uh, economically as possible, you know, fill you in on what you need to know and nothing that you don't need to know as far as uh, you know, the, the longer series. So standalone books are the only way I will ever write mm -hmm. a book. It's great. Great. Thank you. Well, yeah. final question for you, sir. I, I know you're very busy and we sure appreciate your time. So maybe just leave us with kind of what's next, you know, on the Mark Greedy schedule. I I, I kind of gather that you're you're writing uh, something, maybe another gray man right now, but maybe maybe t tip us off to that if you, if you would. Sure. And then, and then maybe do you have other books in mind? And, and you know, it just seems like Zach, 
Zach Hightower I'm talking about, mm-hmm. a wonderful character in the book, and Zoya, Zoya Zakharova. A spinoff is potentially something of real interest, too. I don't, I, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, <laughs> these are just my guesses. Yeah, I, I've had a lot of people ask about that, and it, mm. it definitely could happen. Um, there, there's... The, these characters are very useful as as a foil to, to the hero, you know, to, for him to like, you know, the, for the dialogue between them to be a way that you can learn things or, you know, without having to read a bunch of exposition in the novel and have, have the narrator spoon feed you stuff. So these characters like are, are important to me to kind of keep the, the gray man story going along. So I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about if I did just exclusively a Zach book or a Zoya book that without court. But the next book in the series is book 11, obviously, and it's called Sierra Six. And it is the one I'm writing now. And it goes back in time 12 years to when court joined this paramilitary unit run by Zach Hightower called the Goon Squad. They're called Task Force Golf Sierra, but their, their nickname became Goon Squad. And he's a, at this point, Court's a 25-year-old, um, just a director of operations, kind of secret squirrel, uh, uh, you know, spy um, in Russia. And he's pulled into this um, direct action team. And that's where he meets Zach and some other stuff. And some things happen in the past, which they're in Sierra 6, the novel, there's also a current plot line with Court Gentry. And he has to sort of, the the two kind of dovetail together towards the end and you see how they relate to each other, what's happening now, what's happening then. So it's a very Zach heavy book. <laughs> that one is. And uh, that's the one I'm working on now. I also wrote an original audio drama uh, called Armored, which is a uh, audio drama is sort of an, not a new thing. It's actually the oldest thing in the world. It's like one of those old timey radio plays where they actually hire actors do sound effects, do music wow. and everything wow. and, and act out of place. So I wrote this thing a couple of years ago for Audible and it would have already been out by now except for COVID, but it, it's hard to get uh, you know up to 30 actors into a sound studio to record this thing in the days of COVID. But they're supposed to um, record it remotely in March, so very soon. And that story I've also had optioned in Hollywood by Sony and with Michael Bay to direct it. Oh, wow. And there's what I'm getting to is there's also going to be a novel uh, called Armored that I've I've already written about half of. I'll finish it this summer when I finish Sierra six and it'll be out next year. And it's a, it's very different from the gray man has nothing to do with the gray man. It's a story about uh, American civilian military contractors who are lost up on the um, devil's spine of the Sierra Madres in Mexico and surrounded by drug cartels and <laughs> fighting uh, threats from within and, and all that. So it's a, you know, it's a Hollywood property. It's an audio uh, original drama and <laughs> it's going to be a novel as well. So that's something else I'm working on this year. Well, you can't see me, but I'm just, I'm shaking my head in awe, sir. Mark Greedy, uh, <laughs> the author of the new book, Relentless and much, much more has been our guest today. Uh, I'm just going to put this plug in too. We'd love to talk to you about Armored at some point, but it, yeah. you just have so much. Yeah, that's that's great. So congratulations on everything, Mark Rainey. The book is wonderful. I'm going to really just share this widely with everybody because I know people will be excited about it, but we're excited for you and all the things that you've got going. Thanks for your generous time today, Mark. You bet, Paul. It's always fun to talk to you. 
My thanks to Amazon Pharmacy for sponsoring today's show. Please check out Amazon.com slash NotOldBetter for free two-day delivery on your prescription orders. My thanks to New York Times bestselling author Mark Greeny. Mark Greeny's new book, Relentless, is on sale wherever you find your books. My thanks to you, my dear Not Old Better show audience, for your company today. And I hope you'll join me next time. Be safe, be healthy, and please practice smart social distancing. And remember, let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody.